best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, home with the old uh, old intro. How you doing? Yeah, it's been a while since we've heard that intro, so good. Good to be back. Uh, good to be here, ready to answer some questions, most questions. Dude, we got a bunch. That was, that's actually like sidebar there. Thank you for everybody for listening to this podcast. That's, that was really cool. We got like 30 questions. That was, mm-hmm. That's awesome. I know it's off season and everything and everybody wants to know what's going on and, and we'll break some stuff down for you for sure. So um, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us the best podcast, Angels podcast out there. Um, I do believe it. If you haven't gone yet, we got Zach Neto, we got Ben Joyce, a whole bunch of interviews. Joe Stewart was a real fun one. Um, 
So he talked about a whole bunch of uh, really cool things. We talked to Rocket City with some guys. So go back and listen to those if you haven't already. Um, you could give us a follow on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jenner underscore Tim's, Nate at Nate Green 34. Nate, let's get it rolling. We got like 30 questions. I don't know if we're going to get through all of them. but We'll try. We'll try. First one, I know you, yeah, you're trying to get me not to do it. I'm going to yeah. do it right off the bat because it's the world famous Taylor Blake Ward who will be joining us in a couple. Why you got to do this to us, Taylor? I'm t- Why? I'm t- Taylor probably doesn't even listen to this, but he might listen to this one knowing that this is this is it. Um, that he loves asking these questions. So he said, "Oh man, let's add let's add on to the gym because he always asks the NASCAR question. He always gets me on it. Which NASCAR driver would make the best pitcher, catcher, infielder, and outfielder? I'm gonna I'll answer all those. You're you taking answer. my answer. You no no no. You can have your one answer for your pitcher. I'll answer all of them for him though. He's gonna play all those positions though." He's got to play all those positions. No, my guy will. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, you look at it in college. He, I think he almost got drafted the two way. Felt yeah, like he, he played an angel. Yeah. So give your guy because that's your pitcher, and I, I'll answer the rest of them. You don't have to. You don't have to answer everybody. It, it'll I, just be C.J. Wilson for all of them. He'll be the best. He's the best. You, that that's an. He's not a NASCAR driver though, so I'll give you that. He's a race it counts, car. The race car driver, NASCAR driver. It's I'll fine. Give you Taylor. That. Taylor will be fine with it. I'll give you that. I actually did a little bit of research and I took Taylor's advice on this one too. And guys, if you're listening to this podcast and I promise we're going to get to baseball talk, we got to get this out of the way though for Taylor. My, my pitcher, Kevin Harvick, I guess he is the the closer. Um, So that's fantastic. My catcher. I, Hold I, on. He just used the word closer, people. He know. doesn't use that word. He, that, that's what it is. Catcher, Danica Patrick, obvious reasons. Um, Infielder, uh, Jeff Gordon. I don't know why. And then my outfielder, because of his closing speed, because of his closing speed on this one, is going to be Ross Chastain. And I don't know if you know who that is. That's the guy who did the, I don't, it was all over everywhere. He, uh, I believe at Bristol Motor Speedway, I could be wrong. Um, I think it was at Bristol, oh, Martinsville. Sorry, not Bristol, Martinsville. Went around the outside and passed like four or five guys as fast, like, and the and this is the small track. I, I know everybody's. I know what you're talking about. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm taking uh, I'm I'm taking Ross Chastain because of his closing speed in the outfield. Is that fair? Sure. Let's just get on to some real questions. <laughs> I had to I had to do it. I appreciate it, Taylor, um, for that fantastic question. And and we look forward to talking to you when you uh, when you jump on and and talk with us. So first question, and we're gonna power through these. I I, I don't need crazy answers. Let's power through these. Yeah, first question comes from Richard Meyer. He wants to know there's a middle middle rotation piece still missing. Do we think that uh, Noah Syndergaard makes sense? Could we bring back? Could the Angels bring back Noah Syndergaard to a similar contract to Tyler Anderson? Could they? Sure. Should they? I don't think so. I think that they need a playoff starter. I I I know everyone wants them to go get a middle of the rotation guy. Starter. They need a playoff starter. Yes, they need a guy who can start in the postseason. Tyler Anderson has not started really in the postseason. I I don't think he did start in the postseason, if I remember correctly. I think uh, Gonsolin got that start, and he came out of the pen, but he might have – actually, he did start one, and he didn't pitch that, that well. So I, I want a guy who you can give the ball to and not worry about him leaving the game in the third, fourth thing. You need the Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez type of guy, and we don't have that right now. Um, I'm a Velo whore. His Velo went down a lot. 
Um, so I'm going to say no to Noah Syndergaard. Uh, if you would ask me last year, the Tyler Anderson deal makes a lot of sense for what we thought Noah Syndergaard. Actually, that was probably the exact money that we, we thought Noah Syndergaard. We hit 345. Yeah, very or close three to for it, 50. Very, very close to it, though. Yep. Um, this year, I'm going to say no. Uh, I, I think that he's a one-year guy down the road just because the arm injury and the, and the struggling velo. But you never know if the velo kicks back up again next year. We'll see. We will see what happens. Um, great question, though. Next question comes from D. Achoa. 831. Nate, this is your burner, by the way. Um, he always asks these questions. Every single time I have a question. burner. I have like seven different burners. According to You're going to get a lot of them. So how can, <laughs> how can Pablo Lopez come to LAA? It's impossible. It's impossible. Think um, so? Yeah, it really is. I don't think the Angels have enough. I'm I have not been on the Pablo Lopez trade with you. I think I've been on the Trevor Rogers. I've been on a lot of Marlin pitchers, but I don't think the Angels have enough to go get Pablo Lopez. Yes, that, sure, they could empty out their entire farm system. They can go Neto. They can go Kuro. They can go. Um, they can go with Paris. They can go with um, Bush, Silseth. Like they they can throw seven or eight Adele in there. Like they could throw that many guys in there. But is it really worth it to throw that many guys in there for for him? I I don't think so. Uh, so I I don't think the Angels have enough. Um, or if they do, it's not at the price that really will make the Angels benefit. Come July, that might be a different question. I'll I'll say that. Um, but yeah, for now, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, there's there's a trade to be made there. Um, I, I'm not emptying out the farm at the moment uh, where the Angels are at, especially with question mark behind. Do you bring Otani back? Um, what does the future look like after? You know, like what what does a shortstop look like? All that stuff. So yeah, I, I'm I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and then that also brings up our next question too right below that comes from uh is israel um what or would you trade the top three guys in the farm plus taylor ward for zach gallon i don't think that's enough again i don't think the angels have enough to go get zach gallon i really don't don't think the diamondbacks do that honestly and i'm a big zach gallon guy i i love zach gallon um but i don't think that gets it done i think the diamondbacks they might be in the the we kind of want to compete, so it's going to be a lot more, and it's going to be like Taylor Ward, Joe Adele. Um, you're probably looking at Silseth and Bush and maybe Bachman or something like it. It would just be something where it's like it, not it even. Be, I mean, if you throw in top three prospects, it's it's Ward, Ohapi, Neto, and Silseth, and I would do that if the Angels were in a different spot. I'm not doing that right yeah. now, you know. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I don't think the Diamondbacks are in that spot, especially with them pushing for Bogarts. It sounds like so, um, and that's a scary team. In they in the had some young region. guys who hit way better yeah. than they expected early, and now all of a sudden their window might be a little closer than they thought. So I I think they're more likely to extend Gallon than they are to trade him. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary looking team in in the very near future. So um, I'm excited for the Diamondbacks to be good again. By the way, um, back to Diochoa. Um, he has one more question. We're gonna answer it. On the count of three, who's the Angels' opening day closer next year? One, two, three. Jose Soriano. You didn't answer. I know, because it's not Jose Soriano. I know that's who you want it to be. I don't think it is. I don't think – I don't know. (laughs) I I think it's going to be a committee right now. I I don't think that there is going to be one true guy. I think you're really going to have to see where they're at in spring training um alex reyes has been a possibility craig kimbrell's been a possibility i could see alex reyes being the guy i could see chris rodriguez being the guy if he comes back healthy and looks good in spring training chase um, 
it could be still Seth if he doesn't want a job uh, in another way. It, you know, if Ben Joyce comes out in spring training and doesn't give up a run and, you know, strikes out a guy, you know, a guy or two every inning and doesn't walk anyone, like, he could be the guy. So I, I don't think we can answer that question right this second. If I had to guess right now, I say the Angels go and get a guy like an Alex Reyes or a Craig Kimbrell, someone that they don't have to spend more than five, seven million dollars on. I think Alex Reyes gets closer to two or three, maybe four or five if you're lucky. But I think that's kind of the route, the way they go about their business for closer. Took you too long to answer that. I was just looking for three, two, one on that one. I won't say Soriano. I'll say, I mean, if you want a real answer, I say, I'll say Ben Joyce. I'll answer Jose Soriano at a later question. I saw one down there. I'll answer it on. So good questions. Good questions there. Uh, next question comes from Rob McDonald. I don't know if I have a real answer for this one. Um, what's up with the third base coach? Why is it taking so long to uh, name one? I think this is a Bill Nevin decision at the moment would be my guess. At least a little bit. I think Perry's probably has a little bit of say in it as well. Um, but I'm sure that one has already been hired. We're just waiting for the announcement, to be honest. I, I don't know who it could be. Um, I would have loved to have seen Benji Gill come back, you know, but, or if he's, I don't think he's leaving. I don't know. I haven't heard. It wasn't Benji Gill to begin with. It was Phil Nevin. No. And then they, uh, was it Gallego who took that yeah. job? Uh, might be so Gallego was, might come back, you know, but they, they said Gallego is going to come back, not in that role. So I think the angels are, they have more important things. Not that third base coach isn't important. I think that they're really focused on, Let's worry about the roster first, and then we can worry about the coaching staff later. I think, as you see, Phil Nevins bringing in a lot of his guys. Him and Perry have seemed to be on the same page with bringing in his guys, like a Gio Urshela and and guys like that that Phil has either coached or or knows really well. So I, I think it's going to be someone that Phil really likes to work with. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, it's always fun to see it. I don't like a lot of turnover in coaching staff. I'll say that. I mean, I know – kind of friend of the show, Glenn Hoffman was in San Diego for forever. And I thought that was like one of the smarter things San Diego's ever done is just kind of keep that coaching staff as you know close as possible. And they had Bud Black and they had Dave Roberts and they had they had a really good coaching staff down there at at one point when they had when they were when they were good. So just I go the different way. I, I think that whoever the manager is should have yes full say in his staff. If he likes the guys, that's fine. But if he wants to clean house, that's that should be his right to do. So yeah. I go the other way for that. Yeah, no, that's fair. So uh, good question there. Next question comes from Matt Benigno. I'm sorry, Matty. I know you're a big fan of the show. Um, if I butchered that last name, but uh quick one here and I'll start with this. Uh, seeing Ty- seeing that Tyler Anderson three-year deal was a steal for the angels. What are your thoughts on? I know we already talked about this in a, the original podcast, but um, my thought is that it's probably going to be, you know, a decently good deal this year. Um, if Velo drops anymore, it's going to be a little bit scary down the road for sure. But if you can get, you know, one, two, you know, if he's a two win pitcher every year, which I don't know if he can be, um, the deal's worth it. If he's not, then eh, we'll see. We'll see that. That worries me. I just think it's funny that people are, are calling guys steals and, and bust this early. Like let's, let's get to the season, watch these guys play before we start calling them a steal or a bust, because I think everyone would have said, Last year that Carlos Rodon might have been overpaid a little bit. I think we would have said that um that that Noah Syndergaard was overpaid and he was, you know, but there there are always these things where it's like, oh, this guy was overpaid, this guy was underpaid, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's like, Oh, Carlos Rodon was one of the best pitchers in the NL last year and people thought he was overpaid. So let's let's wait and see on him. I'm I'm not gonna say 
it's a steal, but I'm not going to say it's a bust yet either. Yep. Good question there, Matt. So uh, next question comes from Artie Moreno's burner. Welcome to the show, Artie Moreno. Um, who's the most likely shortstop we could trade for? That would actually make a difference. He adds that on. Okay. Um, my my answer. Nico. Huh? No, no. I, <laughs> I, I think. Sh- should I go your way with this? Should, or well, if, you take you... My, if you take mine, then I don't have an answer because I only have one guy on in my head. Well, then you go first. I'll let you go first. Uh, I, I'd say, and I don't know how big of an impact he'd be, but I'd say Nick Ahmed, to be honest. like that That's the route that I go. I've always kind of been a big Nick Ahmed fan, fan. Good defender. I know the bat's light. It's a tick above, you know, it's two ticks above what Andrew Velasquez was. Is that fair to say? Like, No, it's, it's one it's, tick above. So then you're saying he's Levon Soto? That's tough for me. That's tough for me. That's fine, though. That's fine. I, I get it. I get it. It's a non-hitting shortstop that plays good defense. That's that's what all those guys are. So that's that's fine. I think honestly, like Tim Anderson feels far fetched. I know everyone wants that to be the answer, but I I think you go in that same division. Uh, I think Javi Baez might be available, and I know you've kind of talked me into this a little bit. Um, so, so that's why that's why I thought that's where you were going with this. But I mm-hmm. I think Javi Baez is a possibility couple reasons why new GM wanting to change the roster and really put his stamp on things. We saw um, yesterday he went out and signed Matt Boyd to his deal. Um, and it looks like he he's going to be very active during this winter meetings upcoming next week. So I think it's possible. And honestly, like he makes the same amount of money less than what these shortstops are going to get. I think he's going to make roughly what Swanson's going to get. Like Swanson's probably going to make between 20 and 25, which you know, I, I wouldn't be giving Swanson 25, but that's fine. And, and you look at it like you're not going to have to give up a whole lot and you're not asking him to be a superstar. You're asking him to be, you know, a role player, like hit fifth, sixth in the lineup, just kind of be a dude and, and and just have fun and play. Play a pretty good defense. You don't have to hit 50 home runs. You don't have to drive in 125 RBIs. Like just yeah. to, just be you. And go out there and hit 25 bombs and, you know, 80 RBIs and hit 260, 270. And all of a sudden you're looking up and, you know, the Angels are, are in a playoff spot because, you know, they got a shortstop who's playing at all close to an all-star level. Yep. And he's very similar to Zach Neto. And that's kind of what I want. I want somebody to um, bring Zach Neto under their wing because I think he has a chance to be a really, really good player down the road. So um, fantastic question. And speaking of prospects, good question here from Angels. 2022 champ his name is michael trout so i'm not giving you that one buddy um position player prospect with the most superstar upside nate i'll give you yours since i think i already know where you're going with this for some strange reason i don't think you do i i think uh you take my answer i'm not going to be happy either so go ahead the problem is i think i know your answer and last time i thought i knew your answer i was completely wrong um I watched him play. Does that count? Does that does that give you an answer? It's one of those guys. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay, good. I, I watched him play a little bit. Denzer Guzman, I think. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it could be uh, – I thought it could have been Nelson Rada. I thought that was an option for you. But I, I think Denzer Guzman – Yes. I, I think Denzer Guzman could really be a superstar. I saw this guy play in, in IE and, like, he makes everything look very easy right now. The timing was not quite there um, coming from the Arizona fault or the Arizona league, but he, 
he just looks like he's going to be a superstar. Like he's got the body, he's got the the swag, and he he just kind of makes everything look easy, which I think is is very important. Absolutely. And he sticks at shortstop. That's my guy. I mean, sneak peek into my what's going to be my opening day top prospect list. He's going to be number three on my list. So I'm going to be honest there with you. Um, not even talked into it. Like, I, I I love the guy. It's very similar to how I felt about um, Errol Vera, which I mean, I'm sure you guys are all going to be like, oh, then why should we listen? Um, I still like Errol Vera. You know, you just got to figure out the uh, the timing mechanism there. So trust me, I we already we, we talked about that. So, yeah, Denzel Guzman for both of us. If I had to throw out another name, that's going to be a superstar. I'm going to go real deep. Yeah, Nelson Rodder would be that number two guy or Randy DeJesus, to be honest. They, I've heard only unbelievable things with those guys down there. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens moving forward with those guys. So um, fantastic question. Moving on to our next question. This one comes from Ricky Smiths, um, who says, no, Halos acquire Tyler Glassnell and Brandon Lau from the Rays. For Adele, Renifo, Suarez, Silseth, and Edgar Caro, um, sometimes, sometimes, and I'm going to say this right now as you think about this, because I know you have to think about it, um, sometimes it's not as much quality, it's more quantity, and the Rays seem like one of those teams that likes the quantity over the quality. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say the Angels say no to that trade. I think that's way too much for one year of Tyler Glass now, and Brandon Lau, like, yeah, he's been our all-star second baseman, but come on. Like, how many second basemen do we have on the roster? I know you'd be giving up Rangifo on that trade, but, like, we have enough guys who can play second base. That's not the the guy that we necessarily need. So, yeah, I, I think that's too much. The Rays don't need Renifo either. However, they'd probably make him into, like, an all-star first baseman. As weird as that sounds, like, he, he'd be become an all-star at that level. So, um, yeah. And, and my answer for that again, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think the angels do that. That's a lot of pieces that they, that they'd be losing right there. That's four guys on their 40 man. Um, plus I don't think the Rays do that either with the 40 man issues that they got. So That's plus true. Edgar Caro. So I, I don't, I think that they both probably say no, but, um, it's an interesting thought. Definitely an interesting thought here. So, um, this is a good question here from our boy, Dominic Sal- Saladana. I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Um, would you take on the contract of Yasmani Grandal to get Tim Anderson? So he gives an example here, Grandal and Anderson for Renifo, Stassi, Silseth, Paris, Canning. Again, like I said before, sometimes it's not quality, it's quality. Same thing goes vice versa. I don't think there's enough quality here um, to do it, but go ahead. I don't know. The Grandal contract's really bad. Like it's it's really bad. That That probably gets it done from a White Sox standpoint, honestly, because they're getting a guy who could be a starting pitcher with Silseth. They're getting um, – who else was in that trade you said? Your favorite, Kyron Paris. Your not favorite, uh, and I'm Canning. At, and Luis Renifo and Max Stassi. Yeah, see, Stassi's contract, yeah, it it's bad, whatever. Renifo, he's on a cheap contract. He played really, really well last year. So, And then I'm a big Paris guy, so I think there's enough there to get it done just because Grandall's contract is so bad, and the White Sox probably would like to move off that and kind of spend some money elsewhere. But would I do that? No, I think that puts the Angels in a really, really tough place to make any other moves throughout the year. They're still needing a starting pitcher. They could need a bullpen arm or two. And and that's just without any injuries. Like what, what happens if we have an injury and somehow the Angels are are still in it with a big time injury in July and they need to make a move, but they can't because they're around that, that luxury tax. And we, and we know the angels don't go over the luxury tax. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I don't, I, I, I would, I like Rondall 
He's one of my favorite uh, catchers in baseball. Um, I'm not a huge Tim Anderson fan. For me, that's a deal breaker. I'm I'm not in on Tim Anderson all that much. Has nothing to do with the swagger or anything like that. Um, you know, let the kids play. I just I'm just not a big Tim Anderson fan. So yeah, that's what gets done. That's what gets it done for me. But I'll take on half a ground owls contract uh, just because uh, I like him. So um, fantastic question, Dominic. Uh, next question comes from David. I think this will probably be one of our last questions here. Um, what do the Angels need to do to have a legitimate chance at passing the Mariners for playoff contention? I have an easy answer to this, but I know that we can dive really deep into this. And they don't technically have to even pass the Mariners to be a playoff team. Like you, you just have to be in the top six. Like you don't have to pass the Mariners there. The Mariners could be in the Astros could be in one central team could be in and two East teams. So like you got to do enough to be the blue Jays who you really don't know where they're going. Um, the Yankees. The could be, yeah. You got to do enough to beat the Orioles who kind of are on the rise. The Yankees could be on a tumble depending on how this offseason goes. The Red Sox could be on a tumble depending on how this offseason goes. So they don't have to necessarily beat the Mariners. But to be a playoff team, I think the first thing that they need to do is they need to go get a, a shortstop. Like we, we've mentioned this all offseason so far. We've mentioned this for I don't know how long. Starting shortstop is the biggest deal. They need to get a legitimate starting shortstop. I do not want to hear about any of these guys who, oh, they've played shortstop three times in their life, or, oh, this guy's played shortstop, you know, four years ago, and he hasn't played shortstop since, or, oh, he's got a WRC plus of 72, so he, he'll he obviously hit in Anaheim. Like, no, you got to go get a guy who's going to be a dude that you pencil in the lineup every single day. He's going to be there. Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, um, Sander Bogarts. You could talk me into Dansby Swanson. I'm not a huge Dansby Swanson guy. Um Tim Anderson, all, all these guys that would be legitimate guys that you could pencil in every single day without having to worry, like, could this guy just absolutely not get a hit for for one month straight, which is what it felt like with Andrew Velasquez and some of the guys that they were looking at. And also, are they going to be able to pick it? Like, without the shift, I don't think people understand how much the shift is going to hurt some of these pitchers. Tyler Anderson was one of the most benefited pitchers that last year with the shift. The Dodgers were one of the most shifted teams in baseball. They always put guys in the right spot. That's the thing that they do. So if the Angels do not have an athletic shortstop that's going to be able to pick it, it's going to be tough. And you, and you look at some of these guys' ranges and stuff like that, It's you, you think you can just put anyone there. That's not how it works. This isn't fantasy baseball where they have, you know, seven different positions and, you know, they don't actually have to play that position to be to get you points. Like, they have to be able to play shortstop. The next thing that they need to do, they need to go get a starter who can take the ball in the postseason. I mentioned this earlier on the podcast. They need a guy who you can give the ball to in game two of the postseason, even game one, if if you don't feel Shohei um, fits that mold. Because maybe, um, maybe you want Shohei to pitch the day before the off day to give him a little bit extra time off you know, whatever it is, but you need someone who's going to be able to match up with some of these number twos right now. Tyler Anderson's not matching up with, with a, with some of these number twos. You talked about it earlier off the record. The Rays have a, a really good rotation going into this year. Tyler Glasnow is their number two. Does Tyler Anderson match up with Tyler Glasnow? I don't think so. Does Patrick Sandoval match up with Tyler Glasnow? I don't think so. It's close, you know, like those guys match up with with teams number threes, both of them. 
So, uh, Tyler good, Anderson would be a good guy team here. number. Good teams number threes. I think. Yes. I think that Patrick Sandoval is on a playoff contenders number two, right? Mariners. He's not a number two on the Mariners. Luis Castillo pitched game one, and then you got one of the kids pitching game two. Robbie Ray's there four. Like there were times where Robbie Ray, they weren't even saying Robbie Ray was going to get the ball, and he was a Cy Young winner, fake Cy Young winner, fake. But but you get my point. Like you need to go get a guy who can take the ball in game one or game two, and if you are going to run out there, Tyler Anderson in game one or Patrick Sandoval in game one, because you're like, hey, you know what? It makes sense for the Angels to to give Otani that that extra day rest in between game two and game three. So he's going to start game two. It's going to be very hard for the Angels to win series that way because all it takes is is a, a bloop and a blast, and all of a sudden you're down 2 nothing, and, and Otani can throw the ball well and, and still lose. Like, it, it happens. It's not like an automatic guaranteed win because he's going up against that guy. So they need one of those guys, and then you're probably looking at they need one more reliever that is going to be quality. I don't know if they have to go outside the org for that, but they need someone to step up, whether it's Chris Rodriguez coming off injury, whether it's um, possibly Griffin Canning moving to the pen, whether it's Chase Silseth possibly moving to the pen, whether it's Ben Joyce coming up and being that guy, or you know Soriano, like you've mentioned, being that guy. Like There are some people that either have to step up or you have to go get someone at the deadline, whether it's a a Kenley Jansen type of guy or, or someone like that, who's going to be able to, to get big outs in big situations because right now is not guaranteed that the angels are going to be able to get big outs in big situations in the eighth or ninth inning of a world series. Yeah. I or agree. even a postseason game. Yeah, I agree. And my simple answer is a shortstop. I think that solves a lot of problems up front for sure. Um, that makes them pretty damn <laughs> close to a contender. I mean, we talked about it before, we thought the Angels and Yankees lineups matched up really, really well last year. Like that, there was very similar lineups. The thing that the Angels missed out on was probably a bullpen, you know, and probably one guy in the rotation, like you mentioned. So, yeah, are there a lot of pieces to get to where the Yankees were? Sure, they also need to be healthy too, um, and be able to hit like that. That was their biggest thing. So it'll it'll be really interesting. But I do think my short answer is get a shortstop, and that that automatically makes you a contender. I don't know if it makes you better. Um, right now, you know, it's tough to call them a contender. It, re- it really is. They haven't improved enough this offseason to be considered a, a contender, you know, especially coming off last year. And there's, again, going to be 26 question marks on them. You know, there's question marks in the bullpen. Um, I, I'd, I'd say the pitching, ro- the rotation is a little less question marked than it was last year for sure. But there's still some question marks. I think one, two, three, like if you call it one, two, three, even four with Tyler Anderson is, is, is pretty like, you know, this is written in stone. Pen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think the rotation is there. And then, and then who knows with the, with the offense, you know, what, what's Rendon doing? What's is trout healthy? You know, is trout playing center is who's playing first base. Who's at shortstop? There are just so many questions right now. So um, yeah, fantastic. Thank you guys all for all the questions. Um, we really enjoy it. We do. We'll, we'll get some more questions as we keep rolling here, especially if there's no news. Winter meetings coming next week. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot to discuss right next week, I think, right? This upcoming week, Sunday. Yeah, starts Sunday for us and then uh, we'll keep it rolling. So there's a chance we'll do a podcast every day next week. I have a weird feeling about that. Yeah, no we're going to find out where the Angels draft. 
Like what yes. what pick they have. We're gonna find out if the Angels make any moves. Yep. Um trade wise, ad wise, five draft. five draft is coming up. Will nice. Jeremiah Jackson get taken? Will um Will any of these guys get taken? They got a bunch of they got a couple guys who could get taken in this rule five draft. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a really fun week. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of rumors flying around. And Always. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of mystery teams and everyone's going to link mystery teams to the Angels because that seems to be the way things work. So I'm excited for it. It's going to be a really, really fun week. Um, and Perry seems to be aggressive before the new year. So it looks like he's going to be trying to finish his Christmas shopping before Christmas. I would hope so. We'd like to hope so, right? So as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. If you could follow us on all our social medias, hit that subscribe button. If you have not subscribed already on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.